welcome Cognitive Rampage to the issues version. Um, we are powered by Onnit, as you can see next to me. Um, this is what I use. Uh, I alternate between certain products too, given certain various months, etc. what I'm doing. But uh, there's a whole array of things at Onnit. And if you would please go to adamlowry.com and use the click-through link on our website and purchase that way. And that way you can also help support the Cognitive Rampage podcast at the same time. And your first couple purchases, you get like some sort of discount or something like that. So, um, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of their products, as you obviously can see. I use their products, as you can see. So everywhere from the kettlebells, I did my kettlebell workout this morning. Uh, this is uh, Jim and Dale, if you could see them, right? But Jim, J-Y-M, right? But uh, put on a uh, good little kettlebell workout routine this morning, about 45 minutes or so. But uh, my daily supplements are food that I use from on it that I that I will tell you about that I use every day. And that is especially, definitely, definitely the earth grown nutrients. I, I love that. I do a, a shake of that every day. Generally, that's my morning shake after my workout. Uh, I mix that with some um, organic fruit, uh, coconut oil. Um, well, I don't have my on it MCT oil here, but I use that as well. Uh, the some of the other daily stuff I take uh, the krill oil definitely, um, Alpha Brain for sure. Uh, that is a serious. Um, I, I love it. it. It's such a benefit when you're trying to push through the day. Uh, and like myself, when I'm doing the podcast, I'm writing a book, we're making a film, uh, and I have to research, be on social media, and do a bunch of other things while I'm trying to book new guests for the show, etc. So, uh, trust me. The Alpha Brain helps me push through those long 15, 16 hour days. Uh, I also take Alpha Brain before every podcast. It's kind of a, a focus um, uh, supplement, if you will. Uh, it's also privy to all my guests that come here. I think Jeremy Pound took some last time when he was uh, here before we started his podcast. One of uh, an amazing young, young CEO, but he's a great guy. But he took some when he was here. I enjoy it. The new mood is something I don't take every day. Uh, it's a serotonin uh, increaser, if you will. It, it just, it really is a new mood. It helps out. But you got to be careful with the balances of the serotonin if you're taking it every day, et cetera. Um, but consult your physician. Know um, what you're taking and why you're taking it for. Uh, on it offers a lot of that information on their website. Check that out. But if you would, definitely go to adamlowry.com. Find one of the links. Click through that way. Uh, and it'll benefit you as well as support the Cognitive Rampage podcast. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff there, man. The krill oil, the the oh, the boat join, uh, joint. Ah, there we go. The joint repair. Uh, that's something too. Uh, I, I love it all. But check it out there. The kettlebells are amazing. Uh, order it all. Order it all. I promise, man. It feels really good. I love it when that box shows up. You know, monthly. I love that feeling. Who doesn't, right? When the package comes and it's for you. I love when my honor package gets there. I always get cool stickers and shit. They send you cool stuff to help like support the whole deal. Uh, but I, I love it. I'm a fan because it's all earth grown stuff. You're not talking synthetic makes up makeups of a bunch of bullshit that can harm you down the line. But again, know your body, know what you're doing. Use on it. Now I'm going to get into the issues. What I do again, I explained a little bit last week, but I'll briefly explain it now is the second podcast that I do during the week. We have a guest every week. That podcast drops on Monday. And then uh, I record this on Wednesday. We drop this podcast on Thursday titled The Issues. And I spend my week as I'm doing one of my 15 things that I'm doing. Uh, I collect articles and ideas, research, etc. that 
pertain to our mission at the Cognitive Rampage. I'm not going to explain that mission again like I did on the last episode, but go to adamlowry.com and check out my story and my mission. Uh, you can see what we're doing. But um, And I save things. I, I jot it down. I note it during the week. Uh, I look at other people's uh, posts, not so much quotes and comments and, and things like that, but uh, news, research, ideas, um, kind of related to what we're doing or things that sometimes I just, I want to bring awareness to. So I include it in the issues. And today I got one, two, three, four, five. I have five issues to get to today on the podcast. Um, but who knows? I ramble. So holy shit. I try to keep it within an hour at least. So I never know. So I kept the first topic open. And I wanted to do it first because who knows how long I'll go on about it. But I know everybody, for the most part, that's involved somehow on social media has in some way seen what appears to be this influx of kids fighting their teachers or beating them up or threatening them or bullying them, et cetera. And I tell you what, I can't, it's hard for me to watch those videos and not, you know, be like, what the fuck? Somebody needs to beat his ass. And, and it's really hard not to think that way, especially what if that was your mom or your sister, you know, in there, or your dad in there, or your son trying to teach, you know, and there's six high school boys and girls bullying and even coming to the point of blows and, you know, knocking these people out. One of these videos was a six foot five, 300 pound high school kid, and he shoves a 66 year old woman to the floor and because she took his phone. And it seems to be most of these incidents are being caused over a fucking phone. That, that, like, that's what it seems like. How about you just don't allow phones in the school, period? I know when I went to school, you couldn't bring pagers and shit like that. I mean, I dated myself, you know, but you couldn't do things like that. So, I mean, I know they use them for classes and schools and it's all tied to it. But, I mean, I don't know what the teachers expect either, you know, or the school board itself. If you know, your curriculum is tied into the use of the phone, etc. then, well, you kind of shot yourself in the foot there. And then you're asking teachers to tell them not to use it in the phone or use it in the classroom, etc. Well, look, people can get addicted to that shit, man. They get addicted to scrolling. I mean, look at some of these car commercials. Chevy does this car commercial where they bring people in and they take their phones and you've probably seen it and they go to throw them in a wood chipper. You watch them, they freak the fuck out. It's crazy when you see people freak out like that over a device, you know, something that they got to use, et cetera. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're too young to be so involved with something like that. I don't know. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying the phone seems to always be in the way. And now back to the issue, right, about the, these kids fighting the teacher. Now, I'm going to start the the. I'm going to start the top of this off with the video you've all seen, the one with the cop snatching the girl out of the chair, um, et cetera. All right. Excessive use of force by far. Excessive. I've heard people argue the fact, well, what do you do if the kid's unruly and disrespectful and just sits there, right? I mean, I've heard people, I've seen it on social media posting, you know, things like, you know, they got to learn somehow or something like that. And mind you, it's a young woman and a rather large trained professional cop. So that's way too far for a phone for one. You know, so people have been saying, what do you do? Well, the proper training would tell you what to do, at least as the start. See, 
what I probably would have done doesn't mean it's right. I don't fucking know. But my first step is rather than ask her to leave the classroom, because obviously that was causing the problem, I would, would have removed everyone in the classroom from her. See, what happens if you think outside the box, right? Now, people right now are probably arguing, well, then you, she gets what she wants. No, she doesn't, because what she wants is an audience. She wants an audience to act out for various reasons. Well, if you remove the audience from the child, rather than trying to forcefully remove the child who is being unruly, once you remove the audience, I bet you don't have to sling her around like a rag doll, Mr. Officer Man. But you were poorly trained and you are not taking there. You're not given barely any psycholo psychology classes or training uh, in that method, or at least long enough, obviously. So, I mean, I would have taken that route and removed the classroom and the phones, the classroom uh, and said, listen, now you don't have an audience. What's the deal? Right. Maybe I take the other kids out for like a field trip around the school. Right. Maybe we go get a snack or something like that. Right. See if she wants to leave on her own. And you already got the principal and the cops there. So once the class leaves, if she gets up and decides to leave, well, then she's left the classroom, right? Well, we got to think outside the box, man. And the cop, you, you fucking lost your shit, dude. That's way wrong, given the size. But I got to ask this question, right? Who fucking doesn't? Right? I got to ask it. If it's reversed and the, and the person sitting in that chair is six foot five, 300, and that's how the cop reacts. Is it okay? I still don't think that's okay because now you're talking violence based on a phone issue, right? This is what we're dealing with. I mean, the, the, the girl wasn't hurting anyone. No one's life was in danger. See, that's the line you start to cross there. See, no one's life is in danger. She's not harming anyone. She's just putting on a fucking circus show. And so to go straight to violence for a circus show is rather quick. So, but... Then again, look at how many videos, look how many videos you do see out there where these kids are beating the shit out of a, out of a teacher or a, a hall monitor or something like that, right? It's violent. It's violent. I watched one kid throw a temper tantrum, throw shit around the room, jump up on the teacher's desk and scream, give me an A, motherfucker. Give me an A. That's what his, that was his fucking deal was. I mean, this is crazy. You Like I said, that big dude that shoved that old lady down. I mean, falls kill human beings. And you take a 66-year-old shoved by a 17-year-old, 6-foot-5, 300-pound young man? Dude, that's death. You know, over what, a phone? I mean, that's a, that's a fucking problem, man. So, yeah, the excessive violence is, is beyond force. But there's this one video that's probably getting as much play as the girl who was snatched out of her chair is... Um, you watch this room full of bullies. There's about, I don't know, I think there's one main guy, one main motherfucking cheap piece of shit in a red shirt who's bullying this very frail-looking substitute teacher. He's throwing things at her, like M&Ms and shit like that. He acts like he comes at her, and one of the girls is holding him back, and there's two or three girls involved, right? And they're just procrastinating or pushing this thing on and egging it on for 10, 15 minutes. I mean, that's mental torture. That's that's the kind of stuff that causes PTSD in people's lives. It really does. Because that substitute has no idea how far this child is willing to go. He went as far as picking up a desk with a chair attached and holds it over her head. Now, someone had actually argued with me on Facebook that this teacher's life was not in danger. 
a woman of that stature, hell, anybody that takes a desk to the head and head trauma can change your life forever. Ask people that have had severe head trauma how their life is once they can't think the same, their memories wiped out, their motor movements are screwed up. Head damage and head trauma is serious. So he can pick up desk and throw it all around and do what he does. And this goes on. It's the length of time that's the torture. And you see it on this lady's face. She's terrified and doesn't know what to do. And, you know, if there were other young men in that classroom, it's hard to tell on the video, then you're just as fucking guilty, in my opinion. Because you just sat there quietly as abuse was being done. And look, we can sit here and say that, you know, I mean, what do you do, right? I mean, is the kid troubled? I'm sure. Does the kid come from a troubled home? Possibly. We don't know, right? But does that okay putting someone's life in this situation, right? Because they don't know. And I mean, you see it a lot. Kids react crazy. They, I mean, some do. Shit's nuts. So, you know, it's subjective to say her life's in danger to a point. But do we wait until he shoots her? Do we wait until he hits her with a right cross and breaks her jaw and gives her a concussion? Uh, do we wait till that happens and then we do something? You know, a couple people posted with me. It was very civil. I appreciate you all that uh, kept it civil uh, during those conversations. But I mean, is it, hey, let's just sit down and talk because obviously you're hurt and you want to be heard. Well, a lot of that psych psychological backing is true. But I mean, I'll, I'll present this question. What's the difference then between, you know, some people I did respond to. I was like, I'd beat his fucking ass. If I walked by there and I saw that young man coming at that little, that little frail woman like that and being egged on, I mean, maybe not beat his ass, but I'd have to put him to sleep. Maybe put him in a little chokehold and drag his ass out of there. But I don't need to tase him. And you damn sure don't need to fucking shoot him, police officers, okay? You're fucking out of, out of, out of control with this shit. But you don't need to do that. I mean, you can easily take him down. And I'm not saying you got to pelt him and put your hands on him. You know, there's ways to calm that down. But I do present this question. There's violence, and that would be violence. But where does principle play into this? Where does the whole principle of the situation play into this? Or the idea of honor, right? I mean, if you're walking down the street and you see uh, two guys and they're picking on an old lady or trying to rape some little girl, you're just going to, you know, call 911 and wander on your way? No, I, I'm going to jump in the middle of that motherfucker. I'm going to get involved. That's what's, what's going to happen. You know, and I wonder how many men out there still walk around like that. I mean, that are still looking out for those that are weaker and those that can't defend themselves. You know, I mean, I don't know if you're a man out there and you do that and you're walking around and you're, you know, kind of monitoring your community and those things, not these ideas from Muslim terrorists, you fucking freaks. I'm talking about just the, you know, the, the poor, the sick, and uh, I'm going to get on to the poor and the sick here in a minute. That's issue uh, uh, three here. But I mean, how many are really, what's that principle idea, principle versus honor or violence, right? I mean, I don't know. Picture this. You see your mom off in the distance or your sister, grandma, off in the distance, and you see three or four looking, you know, young adults, maybe teenagers, possibly harassing your mother from a distance, throwing things at her, uh, approaching her, faking her, acting like he's trying to get at her as one other person's holding him back. And then they pick up a large desk and chair and they're holding it above her head. Now, as you see this in the distance, I'm going to ask yourself, 
Are you going to walk up to this young man and go, hey, young man, it's obviously you've been through some things in life and, you know, I'm, I'm willing to listen to you. Or do you think you'd be taken to the slaughter and been treated just like a weak lamb like those fucking hyenas were doing? Of course, right? So it's a different perspective, right? It's easy when we can sit behind keyboards and talk about it and watch a video of it. But when you're in the middle of it, when you're sitting there, or it's that your person that you love or, or the person you care about, and that fear has to sit in them. See, a lot of people, um, or I'm sorry, not a lot of people, but a lot of men, I, I talk about this. The one thing that's a huge difference in me uh, that I noticed in the ideas of women and men, besides the obvious, are, you know, I don't think most men know what it's like to walk around with the constant idea that the other species could kill you at any moment could just take you out, really, without much effort, you know, or without much uh, resistance. That's a, scary, that's a scary thing to think about, right? Some dudes feel that when they go to jail or prison, right? But, <clears throat> you know, men don't realize what that's like. And so walking around that constant idea that you could be hurt, unless you're Ronda Rousey, you fuck your shit up. But you, my point is, you know, most men don't know or won't know what that feels like, right? So picture that. She's a, I don't know, the woman looks in her 50s maybe, and she looks five foot one, and she's sitting there, has that fear rushing through her brain on top of this wild teenagers or that are going crazy around her. The door she can't even get to, that's one of the rules as a therapist, right? You always sit with your back to the door. Well, she's not sitting there, so she can't even leave. I mean, it's almost like bullying, kidnapping type thing at the same time. What do you do? You know, remember if that's your mom in the distance. Well, you're looking at the teacher through the glass door as you walk by. What do you do, man? Do you walk in, try to hold the system, you know, calm it down, take the situation? You can definitely ways of de-escalation. Definitely ways of de-escalation. You know, they teach that. Leo Dianabal, one of my uh, mentors, he's excellent at that. I've watched him talk down six foot seven giants, and uh, he's definitely not a giant, and walk him out. So de-escalation practices exist. And so if you walk into the room and you try those de-escalation practices, the issue, I think, though, is the kid didn't really look like he was in some sort of psych uh, psychosis. He didn't look like he was in some sort of rage episode, if you will. Uh, he did not appear that way. He appeared to be laughing and joking, and he was sane enough not to throw the desk on her, thank God. And, you know, he could have broken out of this girl that was holding him at any minute. So to say he was in a psychosis would be crazy. So the idea to, that a de-escalation tactic at that moment would work when it appears that the child is just trying to be evil and mean. So you walk in with de-escalation tactics and now they start on you. I mean, what do you do, man? Hell, I'd be afraid to call the cops in case they showed up and shot the young man. I was the fucker that called the cops on him. I don't know. I don't think I'd call the cops on the kid. I definitely don't think I'd do that, but uh, I don't know, man. It's a fucked up place, you know. And it's and do you say it's happening more now, or do you just say, hey, social media exists, so we see it more now, or it's more prevalent now, etc. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the link, you know. I talked about the kid's been through some shit, obviously in life, yeah. Well, most of the time, sometimes, and that leads me kind of the issue number two that I'm going to touch on, which is those ideas of jail, because most of these kids, their dad's in jail. They have no male role model. Uh, I mean, you're still just over 50 percent divorce rate here. 
which I'm not saying you got to stay married. If you're unhappy, get a fucking divorce. I, I'm, I'm with you. So, um, but maybe you shouldn't have got married to begin with possibly, but you know, these dads and moms that get sent to prison, that's my issue here. Well, how do we help these kids? If we know a lot of them are going to have a background with trauma, et cetera, how do we help those kids? And right now, there's not a lot of fucking offering help for these young men or the families that they come from. There's really not. You got some Medicaid stuff, some Medicare stuff that can offer you some walk-in once a week counseling type shit. But a lot of these young men, they don't have role models. The communities they live in uh, are battered and beaten down by, well, the corrupt governments and broken system. And, you know, a lot of the community is not supported even by itself. And a lot of communities don't do that either. So what offered help is there? Not much. You know, they start getting in trouble at school and they're suspended from regular school. Then they're forced to go to these other schools surrounded by other people that are, you know, going through shit in life. Basically like a mini school prison type thing. And you send them there. And since environment is so influential, well, they act out. They further their career, if you will, in violent entertainment. And what do you got? They wind up in jail, prison. We all know this fucking jail and prison model just perpetuates more fucking problems. And it's a fucking issue. I'm not going to quote off all the fucking stats about jail and all the research, how we know it doesn't work. It's fucking medieval, you know. But that's part of the problem of where these kids are coming from. They're coming from, you know, dads and moms that are gone because they're locked up for stupid shit and illegal stuff that should be legal and you know the system is tough and the system is rigged and a lot of times once you're down in that fucking quicksand it's difficult to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps motherfuckers you know so i don't know i'm not sure what do you do man if uh you got a couple of thoughts shoot them up on um you can find me on facebook find cognitive rampage you know, comment on a couple of things. All the articles and the uh, issues I'm talking about today, you can find on the Cognitive Rampage Facebook page, and we'll post them on the cave wall on the website at adamlowry.com, where you'll go to purchase your new Onyx products, right? Hopefully, please. No, but I do seriously recommend them. The Alpha Brain Man is uh, tearing it up today. Issue three, jumping on, Lee Camp covered this first as he has covered many fucking things first like the tpp agreement he was talking about five fucking years ago and he talked about uh this story about homeless people and denver and what denver had done and there was a group uh out in denver and they built these little mini one-person homes if you will and to no benefit of their own and simply built them for homeless people to be able to use and get out of the weather, et cetera, et cetera. Well, shortly after all these homes were built by these people and offered to people, the Denver riot team decides to show up and demolish all of the houses that they had built and arrest the builders of the homes. That's fucked up. Just treating homeless people as if, no, you can't even give them things. You can't give them a place to live. You can't do anything. And they it's fucked up. And they show up with riot gear. I mean, I think Lee Campen is. You got to hear it, though. Go to uh, Redacted Tonight. Watch that. on. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, but it's also on the RT America Network on TV. But it's hilarious, man, when he, how he links the two. But he's serious, though. Now, it's like a future age movie where, like, nothing can is allowed to change and shit. And 
treating the homeless people as if like they're vermin in some sense is it's goddamn ridiculous. And Daytona Beach, Florida, imagine that, actually makes this little uh, segment of his to where um, they arrested a 90-year-old man in Daytona Beach for feeding a homeless person. Yeah, that happened. Florida is kind of fucked and fucked up. It's weird here. Um, in San Francisco, they develop an, an app. I'm not going to say the name of it, but an app where you can actually report homeless people. Yeah, report homeless people as if like, what you know, what the fuck? Daytona even is using the all forces of their SWAT team to raid foreclosed homes that a um, squatters are sitting in. Uh, and Lee Camp talks about some of that too. But I mean, so we have homeless people. This this actually exists. And mind you, it links to mental health because a lot of people that are homeless have mental health issues. But a lot of people that are homeless don't have mental health issues. They're doctors, they're lawyers, um, they're teachers, they're professors, they're scientists. And life has just kicked them in the fucking teeth. And that shit happens. You know, we it's a crazy line there. You know, I but to fucking raid people free homes when you build them and give them and nobody made money there. I mean, what the fuck? And then to crush all that and demolish it all and arrest the people that did it. I don't know, dude. That's some fucked up stormtrooper shit, dog. I don't know. It's, that's not okay. But check out that. It's uh, Lee Camp. You'll find it if you're having issues looking for it. Just, and you're already linked to us on Facebook. Just go to the Cognitive Rampage, fa Cognitive Rampage Facebook page and you'll see all Lee Camp stuff there. But subscribe to his stuff on YouTube. Definitely like their page too, Redacted Tonight, Lee Camp. But appreciate that story, brother. Uh, and as you would say uh, in the immortal words of Lee Camp, keep fighting. Mm. Still rolling. Oh. Issue number four. Um, money havens that rich people are using to hide their tax dollars. To uh, these are the tax loopholes you hear politicians talking about um, nowadays about trying to close tax tax loopholes, etc., and how much money that could save us, possibly pay for welfare, or I'm sorry, pay for uh, health care, right? But um, just closing tap, tax loopholes will not pay for free health care. It will not do that. Okay, you're going to need more money than that. I talked about on the last one, on the last issues last week. Uh, well. Dumping insurance companies may be a better way to go because they make trillion dollars off the profit of keeping you sick. But um, simply closing tax loopholes would, in the national deficit of $483 billion, it would put an end to homelessness because $20 billion, provide free college tuition at $62.6 .6 billion, and we would still have $54.4 billion to spare. You digest all that shit right see but these corporations they don't pay their taxes right they don't pay their taxes and they find money havens as i re as i uh referred to at the beginning of this little segment and that's what they do and they hide their funds and they don't have to pay taxes on it right that's the little remix there right so you can't hear it but it's about the five, it, um, what I'm talking about here are the 500 largest U.S. companies, right? They have about $2.1 trillion stockpiled overseas, right? Now, this is an estimate, obviously, right? Of course, it's an estimate because we don't know uh, exactly how much, right? Because it's hidden. That's the whole point of it is it's hidden and we don't know how much that they actually have overseas. 
right? So $2.1 trillion is what we average is what they kind of figure out. Now, this source uh, is coming from uh, now this and source.mike also at the bottom, but just go to now this and you see the video too. But, you know, 500 largest companies are basically hiding those funds. And where they put them? They put them overseas. Um, it's actually more than the GDP of India, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like I said, it's a, to avoid taxes. Um, we have the highest corporate taxes in the United States at 35%, which is huge, right? That's a big tax. But the idea, this is why they outsource everything, right? That's why you call for customer service and someone in India picks up or something like that because they outsource that work because they get 35% taxes here. But remember, they're still making tons of fucking trillions of dollars, right? But to avoid being taxed, they could be taxed up to about $620 billion in missed revenue. So sure, they lose $620 billion in revenue. And I guess that should make it okay to, I don't know, tax evade, but it's legal. See, those are the loopholes that allow it and make it legal. And that's how it's legal. So when you hear about tax loopholes, remember the rich have accountants you cannot afford. Um, the tax law changes so much. It's fucking this motherfucking thick. It's four feet thick. So, you know, to really hide your money like you think you could, you can't do it like the fucking rich people, man. So they hide $2.1 trillion, right? So they collectively don't get taxed about $620 billion. So that's directly $620 billion missing from our tax money to go to education, to go to our infrastructure, right, is missing. But what else could we do with all that, that money? Well, technically, like I said before, in the national debt, in the homelessness issue, and offer free college tuition and still have money left over, about $54 billion left over, by the way, to do whatever. Yeah. Now this. Thanks again. Appreciate you guys uh, doing that. Now this, I like that video. And on to my fourth issue that I'm going to talk about. It's not really an issue uh, as it is um, a little bit of information or love, et cetera, et cetera. Coming on the show this Friday is a badass motherfucker, writer, director, producer, chance taker, cool ass dude. His name's Chris Bell. He's, like I said, writer, producer, blah, 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 all of it, if you will, behind Bigger, Stronger, Faster, and Trophy Kids, two documentaries on the list of Mind Food. And I'm going to cover the Mind Food that is on the website at adamlowry.com. Not all of it, just the November picks. But Chris Bell has a new documentary dropping January 22nd. They're doing some screenings and stuff now. Uh, it was at the Tribeca Film Festival where it kicked fucking ass. And it's called Prescription Thugs. I love this. I love Prescription Thugs, the idea of it. You got to check the trailer out. I don't even want to tell you too much about what it's about because I want you to click on it and watch the fucking trailer because it's way worth it, right? Um, you'll find a link to his trailer on Cognitive Rampage or um, look up Prescription Thugs on Facebook too. Just type that in. He's, he's everywhere. But um, Prescription Thugs is on Facebook and I think Bigger, Stronger, Fast on Twitter is Chris Bell's uh, account there. But he's coming on the show. Uh, he's coming on the show this Friday. We're going to record uh, the podcast and be dropping it Monday. But uh, I'm excited to talk to him, dude. Uh, he battled himself uh, a little bit through some addiction issues, but that's as far as I'm going to tell you. Some of that's in the film, but you know, a little bit. But 
I don't know. I think we share like some similar views on shit. He came on the Joe Rogan podcast a little bit after I did. And I listened to that one twice. And man, now he's been through the ringer. We've seen it. Uh, we have some rather strong views uh, about drugs, prescription drugs. He has some strong views about steroids. It's going to be probably pretty fucking intense, but I can't wait to have Chris Bell on it on the Cognitive Rampage podcast. And that takes me to the November Mind Food picks, right? If you go to adamlowry.com and after you purchase your stuff from on it, right? And a little click through, um, check out the mind food that we feature. So every month, uh, I pick a documentary, a podcast, a YouTube series or TV series of some kind or Netflix series and a book. And I pick one of those and I feature those as the food for the month of November. And the documentary for the month of November is prescription thugs. Uh, I just talked about it. Again, doesn't come out till January 22nd, but uh, we got to build the hype now, right? You got to build that shit now and check that out as soon as it comes out. If you can, uh, if it's near you, catch a screening too. The podcast that is the feature food of the month is Found My Fitness. And that's Dr. Rhonda Patrick. All you Joe Rogan listeners and followers know who Dr. Rhonda Patrick is. Um, she is fucking awesome. I actually reference her in my book a few times, but definitely check out her podcast, Found My Fitness on iTunes or uh, on her website, please. Uh, and do yeah, donate to her cause too. She's just taking money to keep the uh, show going and support it, but she really sends you some valuable information. When she emails you some stuff, it's really good stuff. You know, it's good science shit, shit you're not just gonna find scrolling on Facebook and stuff. So uh, Found My Fitness podcast, Definitely uh, a podcast to listen to. And I picked a YouTube series called AJ Plus, right? AJ Plus is a global news community for the connected generation is what they call themselves. I like that. They highlight the human struggles and achievements, empower and passion voices, and challenge the status quo. Damn. Sounds like cognitive rampage over there. Hit it up, AJ Plus. But I love it. Um, the way they do their news is really quick segments that are, you know, really strong and powerful and you read through them kind of at the same time with some powerful visuals, but it's a good quick way to get kind of that connected generation news of the struggles and achievements we're all going through out there. So if you're a fringer like myself or voice from the fringe, if you're an activist or you just want to see news in truth, right? And see valuable news rather than local shit news that just makes you feel like shit. Check out AJ plus it's that series on YouTube. All right. You can find them, uh, AJ Plus on YouTube. You can subscribe to them too, uh, or go to AJPlus.net. All right. Let's see. And the fourth pick or the fourth mind food is fucking awesome. Is High Price by Dr. Carl Hart. I love Dr. Carl Hart. Again, um, he has made multiple appearances on Joe Rogan. Um, multiple podcasts and talk shows, et cetera, internet shows. He's all over the place, uh, but he is the man. Uh, he's a neuroscientist uh, and at Columbia University. He is from Florida, so he's a Florida boy like myself, uh, down from Miami. But his book, uh, High Price, it's like a, it's a fascinating combination of a memoir and his, I mean, it kind of tells his life story because he is from, I want to say it's Hialeah. I think, it, yeah, it's Hialeah, Miami. So those of you in Florida that, understand Hialeah, you know where he's coming from. But uh, it's kind of his his memoir 
and a social science wrenching scenes of deprivation, violence, and accompanied by a calm analysis of historical data and laboratory and laboratory results. Basically, if you want to get a true and real education about drugs itself, okay, and the ideas behind drugs, the facts about addiction, abuse, etc., if you really want to be up to date and be able to have that discussion with somebody, get high priced by Dr. Carl Hart. He's working on a second book right now, and I'm only privy to that because he has um, verbally committed to doing the podcast sometime at the end of December. So I, uh, I got to be honest. My wife, you know, I just said it last week. You know what? Fuck that. I'm not repeating myself. Hopefully he comes on a podcast by the end of December. I love Dr. Carl Hart. He's a virtual mentor of mine. You can also find some of the stuff on YouTube. But Underneath those four picks, you'll see where I have must listen, subscribe, and share, uh, must read and share. So I have a whole long list of books, whole long list of documentaries, whole long list of podcasts, a whole long list of series and things to subscribe to and watch. So the Mind Food is updated all the time, all four lists at the bottom, and the November picks will be there December, January, et cetera, before new ones every time. If you have a podcast or something that you listen to that you like or a book that you suggest, documentary that you like, find me on Cognitive Rampage on uh, Facebook or at AdamLowry.com on Twitter. You could also look up Cognitive Rampage on Twitter somehow or shoot me an email from AdamLowry.com after you buy your on it Alpha Brain. And shoot me a, a link, you know, or just tag Cognitive Rampage if it's Facebook or Twitter, you know, just put me into it if it's a podcast or something like that. And um, I'll check it out. Uh, I definitely always do. I found a new podcast as well. It's, I think I put it on. Yeah, it's on um, AdamLowry.com under the mind food as well. But um, it is uh, addictive podcast. It's a guy named uh, Glenn Marshall. And it's <laughs> It's a out there approach to talking about uh, the drug culture itself. So it's pretty wild. He's actually going to come on the podcast, I think, November November 13th after Chris Bell. It'll be Chris Bell and then uh, Glenn Marshall from the Addictive Podcast. So shout out to uh, Chris Bell, Lee Camp, and Glenn Marshall, who's coming on. Um, now this or NT America, whatever, uh, on Facebook, right? Now this, uh, they do those quick little videos. And big shout out to Christina Cusack, my guest from last week. She demanded I shout her out, but it was a blast. Uh, I loved it. And thank you all for emailing in um, about Christina uh, and how much you loved her appearance and honesty and being who she was and giving her the support uh, that way. So I know she really appreciates that. And I know she'd be saying thank you right now if she could. So uh, shout out to Christina Cusack again for coming on. Uh, big shout out to Lee Camp. Thank you, buddy, again for coming on the podcast a few weeks ago. Look forward to seeing Washington here soon. And Jason Silva, uh, if you haven't seen Shots of Awe and Thinking Out Loud and all of the amazing things he's doing on social media, you're missing out. Uh, look up Jason Silva. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but uh, he <laughs> is a true nomad. He wanders the fucking world for real. And he lives in a cognitive rampage. I mean, when he goes off on his uh, verbal uh, lashing, and it's amazing, right? It is the epitome of a cognitive rampage. But shout out to Jason Silva if you're not checking him out. Shout out to my man, Tony Jack the Bear Mance. 
there was a weird thing that happened last night. It was so cool. There was a couple favoriting and retweets that went on. That was awesome. You were so right with that, that advice a long time ago, which is just be selfless and put it out there. It's weird how that works. My brother, uh, love to you. Let's see. Got a couple people I had listed to Curtis Anthony Simpson Jr. That's a long name <laughs> on Facebook, but always involved in posting some cool things uh, on our social media, liking things and commenting. So I appreciate that. Uh, Alan Grenay Hill, uh, much love, always liking, commenting, making some interesting conversations. I dig it. Um, let's see. Oh, Jeremy Pound, Andrew Mariotti, my two boys. Thanks for coming on the uh, podcast, Jeremy. Loved it last week. Andrew, powerful stuff. Uh, let's see, that's a lot of shout out loves. Oh, Prince Ah, I've been sharing your stuff lately, man. Uh, I know you're hitting what two million followers or something now. Um, and I think you deserve it. Hell of a poet, man. You uh really put some stuff in perspective. I hope to uh, have you on the podcast here soon. Uh, Jason Silva and Prince Ah would be really cool to do like this freestyle, free verse, flow state stuff back and forth, right? If Jason would just go off on his thing. And then I would love to just freestyle back and forth like that just to see how multiverse out there, holy fucking shit we could get, right? And some flow state of intertwined sharing of rushful moments and waves connecting, bursting into big bangs of multiple verses that create little tiny universes. Now, that's an attempt to freestyle on like my boy, but now uh, I'd enjoy that. But uh, let's see. That's a lot of the shout outs. If I got them written down, I can't read my own fucking writing. So I got other scribbles there, but I can't read them. Uh, well, I'm going to end this one on a little quote that you could find that I posted two years ago. You know, Facebook does the reminders, but just a small thing I wrote, which is we change in every moment if we are humble enough to know that we don't know. And the quote and the uh, thing that I posted there was not from me, but uh, the quote there is, no man or woman steps into the same river twice, for it is not the same river, and we do not remain the same man or woman. Keep changing. Keep feeding yourself with competence. Chase it enthusiastically. Make your life your passion every day by doing so. Live in a cognitive rampage. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you're taking care of you. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>